Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. I'm keen uh, to get into the message, but before I do, I just got to say how much I love my family. Um, I love my wife. She is like just perfectly beautiful inside and out. I love that. I feel blessed, you know. I am blessed. Batting, for all the cricketers, I'm batting above my average. Is that right? I'm punching above my weight. I'm very, very blessed. And also, I have this epic little daughter who's the best girl a dad could ever hope for. And at the moment, she's doing this really cool thing. She's, she's learning. She's exploring the world. But at the moment, what she's doing now, she can walk and she's mobile. Um, she goes off on these quests of adventure and discovery and she just walks off like (laughs) she doesn't really like look back or oh hey mum and dad I'm going she just walks off and goes on this quest of discovery and one of my favorite things is I like to just go and and watch her um learn and discover it's 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 pretty funny and and I, I follow her and I'm I'm watching over her and just seeing how she goes and you, you watch her like, oh, wow, a tree. She loves trees. She loves the water. She loves dogs. She loves birds. And she just has a blast off on these quests of discovery. But anyway, awakening, awakening. When I thought about awakening, what, uh, I, I sort of had to sort of have a look and, and think about what it meant to me. And I think what it means to me is what it means to most people. Um, to me, it means becoming awake to or becoming aware of God. When, when we hear that word, the awaken, or the words awakening, um, to me it means, yeah, becoming awake to God. And not only just becoming awake to God, but um, realizing who God is, there's three things if you want to write them down. Who God is, how he feels about us, and what he wants to do in our lives. That's what I, I, I find uh, happens when we become uh, awake to God, when we become aware of God. It's this crazy time. I still remember the first time I became awake to and, and fully aware that God was real, and it was a it was a life-changing experience when you actually realize who God is, how he feels about us, and, and what he wants to do in our lives. And so those three things, those three fields, those three realizations are almost infinite in depth. You could talk about those things. You could talk about who God is forever, probably. <laughs> you, could, you could talk about how he feels towards us, that, that just how much he, he cares. And you could talk about that for ages. There's such a depthy, depthy field in each. 
Uh, so I'm just going to go into the three fields, but just go into them not too deep. We've just got to get through a message today. So we're going to go through it uh, lightly. The first one is who God is. Um, so there's, there's heaps of scriptures. There's heaps of scriptures that describe who God is. Um, he's all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere at once, pure, eternal, the creator of the universe, the creator of everything in it, including you and me. Um, who is God? He is God. Let's check out a couple of scriptures, a few scriptures actually. Exodus 34, 5 to 7 says, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Full stop. That to me is an incredible snapshot of who God is. Um, he's compassionate, he's gracious, he's slow to anger, he's abounding in love and faithfulness. Um, he's forgiving of wickedness, rebellion, and sin. That was God saying who he is to Moses just before he wrote the, the Ten Commandments and all that kind of stuff. Like, that was sort of God's explanation of, of who he is to, to people. And I thought, wow, that's a... He wanted to make a point, like God doesn't say anything for no reason. He wanted to make us know that he is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, forgiving of wickedness, rebellion and sin. It's an incredible description of who God is. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 describes God like this. It says, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Another attribute of God, uh, John, 1 John 1, five says that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. These are all, as I said, these are incredible descriptions of God. Uh, 1 John 4.16 says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Full stop, new sentence, three words, God is love, full stop. So this is just a glimpse of the incredible God that we become awakened to. You know what I mean? We become aware. And even as Christians that have walked with the Lord for a long time, sometimes we get into the grind of life and we become less and less aware of God. And we always hear of, oh, we had an awakening and usually that starts with realizing, wow, God is actually real. <laughs> I know he is, but I keep forgetting. And, and oh my gosh, he is real. And he's all these things. He's love, he's peace. He, he, he's just all powerful, all knowing. He's everywhere at once. He's infinite, eternal and wise. And oh my gosh, you get this revelation and an awakening to, to who God is. Um, the second realization in our awakening I, I mentioned to me was how he feels about us. And I just have to say, <laughs> he passionately loves all of us. I don't know how to 
see, it sounds so simple, but it's so rich, this love that he has for us. It's so deep. It's so, uh, it's ferocious, this love that he has for us. Um, and there are so many uh, scriptures, again, declaring uh, God's love towards us. Uh, it's pure. Some of the scriptures talk of its purity, that it's unconditional, that it's unfailing, endures forever, um, and that his love always wants the best for us. Uh, John 3.16 is, is so important, and, and I find most of my messages come back to it somehow, some way, shape, or form. I use this uh, passage all the time. I can't not. John 3, 16 to 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And that's just a glimpse again of, of God's great love to us. How does God feel about me? He loves us. Um, another cool thing about his love, we find in Romans 8, 38 to 39. I think we might have that. Um, it's okay if it doesn't come up. I'll just read it out. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's this all-powerful, all-consuming, unstoppable, relentless love that, that is coming at us probably faster than the speed of light. I don't know. It's just there, always, always has been. And the, the crazy thing is, is we, sometimes we forget this, but nothing can actually separate us from that. Not any sort of... See, that, that particular scripture is, is trying to give those disciples a bit of assurance that there's going to be a lot of crap things that happen in life. A lot of bad things are going to happen in the world on planet Earth. But... Rest easy, guys, because none of that stuff can separate you from me and my love towards you. The things that happen here that are bad, they, they, they actually last for a second in the grand scheme of eternity. That, that little click in eternity, it, it, it just does not for a second, for a millisecond, for any moment of time, separate you from my love. Don't ever think that bad things means that I don't love you. Yeah? Don't ever think that bad things mean that I don't love you because I do. And he, <laughs> I don't want to read John 3.16 because I have no tissues up here, but that should tell you that he loves us. He's proved it. He's proved it. Um, so there's the third realization what he wants to do in our lives. 
And obviously, there are heaps of stuff that we could talk about there. Um, Eva was, was touching on it up here this morning that he wants to do all these cool stuff in our lives. But um, I'll just read out a few things that the scriptures sort of make clear to us that uh, what he wants to do in our lives. He wants to make us whole. He wants to give us everything we need, which Jess also did a great job of explaining. He wants to make us free. He wants to mold us into a vessel to carry his love and give it freely to others. He wants to give us peace. Um, and just a quick side note on peace and awakening. I find this really cool how it, God sometimes makes so much sense and then there's other times when he just makes no sense, but you, you trust and believe it anyway and you experience the fruit of it. So like God usually to me makes sense, but in this instance sort of doesn't because when I think of rest and peace and, and getting this, this, this rest, I think of sleep. Um, and when we actually go to sleep spiritually, we actually don't get it. We have to stay awake to get it. So when you're spiritually, you think, man, I've been shredding for so long for God. Spiritually, I'm just going to take a nap, you know. I'm just going to back off. I'm going to knock it back a gear with my spiritual life and get some rest. And that's such a trick and such a, uh, uh, I guess it makes sense, but it actually doesn't work that way. Uh, what happens is when we, take, when we knock back a gear in our spirituality, we actually find that we get no rest and that peace sort of fades away and then everything gets harder and harder. And then you start thinking, man, I need to back it off again because I'm getting no peace, no rest. I've got to back... Knock it back another gear, then you knock it back another gear, then you're going, oh my God, where are you? Where are you? I have no peace. I have no rest at all. Um, th- yeah, sorry, that's just a side note. We've got to stay awake and, and stay connected and aware of God to receive that rest and peace. Um, but the thing I really want to focus on just now, on what he wants to do in our life, it's something that um, I find is, is so um, important to us becoming, becoming uh, awake to God and aware of God. This, this understanding of that he wants to be with us. God wants to be with us. He wants to be with you. He wants to be with you. you. He wants to be with us. Um, and all this, all the, the reason that God is able to come near us, see, we, if we go back in time a few thousand years and we find ourselves in the Old Testament, God wanted to be with us, but you'd see these priests, they had to do all this stuff and get it all hunky-dory, absolutely 100% perfect, made all the right sacrifices just to go and be with God intimately in his presence. Because if they didn't get everything, all their ducks in a line, they'd, they'd actually say they would drop dead in his presence. And this is the epic thing about Jesus Christ. And this is something that is so profound. I was talking to Candice about it last night. I'm going, flip, this is cool. Jesus came and took all the sin of the world, all of it, absolutely every, every single sin of all the world, before, in the future, all of it, 
that ever was and ever will be, took it all and paid for it all in full with his blood. He died and rose again, conquering sin and death and actually made it possible for us to encounter the divine presence of God. And one of the cool images that God purposefully did when Jesus Christ died was rip that curtain that separated us from his presence. And what happened when the curtain ripped, I bet you all the priests would have went, oh my gosh, we're dead. You know what I mean? But no one died. Everyone's still alive. God's presence is all around the earth and is accessible to us and for us because Jesus Christ paid the price in full. It's amazing, isn't it? God really, really wants to be with us. Really wants to be with us. And do you know what? I just, this is just off topic. I, I just am so thankful for that. What Jesus did, that was just a monumental, that was at the, those scriptures say in Hebrews, it was at the culmination of the ages, Jesus Christ came and, and did the most incredible work that it has ever happened so that we could, could be with God. It's just incredible. It's incredible. Thank you, Jesus. Um, with all this in mind, let's look at some scriptures. Joshua 1.9 says, The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Matthew 28, 20 says, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hebrews 13, 5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Romans 8, 38 to 39 tells us, we read it before, that actually nothing can separate us from him. He wants to be with us. He wants to be with us. Nothing can separate us from him. And I'm, if we've got it, I'd love to put it up, Psalm 139. And we'll go from 7 to 10. This is awesome. When, where... Can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. And so God just doesn't want to be with us. He is with us. I'm just going to read this out again. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Can we just give the Lord a clap, please? Thank you, Lord. I love that. I love that. And so that's, in, in my opinion, those three things, 
that's what happens when we become awake to God. Uh, that's, the, that's the sort of realization, that's the knowledge part of it. But on its own, it's just knowledge. That's the, that's the thing, like, it's not meant to be just knowledge. It's meant to be experienced. That, those things are meant to be experienced. Um, and they actually require us, it actually, knowing those things and experiencing them, actually require a response as well. Um, and so there was this time I was with Miller at the beach and she was off on one of her adventure quests. <laughs> and she was walking along, walking along, and I was like, I'm going to follow her. I'm going to get and watch and, and be with her. And I watched her. She, she was off and she was walking. She was discovering and there was this moment, it was so precious. Oh, love thinking about it. And I've got to stop, I've got to get it together so I can tell it. <sighs> okay, and she became aware that I was there. And she looked at me with a smile and she reached her hand out. And I took it and I was like, yes, this is awesome. Now let's go and look. I'll show you all the things that you love and like because I know exactly where they are. I know where the water is. I know where the cool trees are. I know where the birds sing. I know where the dogs are going to be because there's a dog track. And I walked her along and she was loving life. And, there, and I know that there's some, some parts there where like um, she could have fallen. There were some drops on the picnic uh, area where she could have stacked it and I steered her clear of those and she just, me and Miller just had this blast. It was awesome. Loved it. And she just loved it too. She was just holding my hand the whole time, just enjoying life, her, her little quest that she loves to go on. So knowing these, these things is one thing, but to be able to experience and respond to them by faith is, is another we can, we can know that God, who he is, we can know of him. We can uh, have an understanding of, of how he feels to us. And we can also even know uh, what he might want to do in our life. But until we actually um, experience it and respond to it by faith, by actually turning around to the God that wants to be with us through every moment of life and becoming aware. It's this moment of going, oh my gosh, I'm aware, God, you're here. I'm going to hold on to your hand and you can lead me. And it says at the end of the Psalms, it says of that scripture, um, even no matter where I am, your, right, your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. God is there and he he wants to be with us, but it is. It's that imagery. It just, it just burnt into my mind, Mila turning around and holding my hand. And I thought, that's what I have to do every day with God is just turn around and, and hold God's hand and let, him, and let him lead me through life. And the, and the way that I know, see, we all have got this new uh, sort of desire to, to want to be awakened to God and, and to become aware. And there's levels. You can... 
become more and more aware of God. There's this thing called, I believe it's a little phrase that I choose to use, spiritual sensitivity, where we become increasingly sensitive to God's presence and his goodness and his love around us. And the best way I know to experience that, to live it, to walk it, to engage and, and, and connect by faith to all those things is done really quite simply. First, I said it, it takes faith. We actually need to use faith and engage and go, yes, God, you are there. You are there. And I am going to grab onto you with everything I've got. But the way that I find, there's four little exercises I find that really, really help us become awake and aware. And this is the, the last four things before, before I wrap it up. We're going to have an early service this morning. This is, is good. Um, but we might have a time of prayer as well. But So there's four things that greatly enhance our ability to become awake to God and to become aware to God and to live this life hand in hand. And the first thing is that I want to tell you is read your Bible. That's the first thing. You can write this down if you want. These are revelation, revelationary revelatory things. First thing is read your Bible. That will help you become more and more aware and awake to God. The second thing is prayer. That will make you more awake and aware to God. Um, the third thing is, is worship him in, in song. Connect with him and, and tell him you love him and worship and adore him. That's another thing. Uh, and the fourth thing is, is belong to a church community and commit to it. And I know that, that these four things sound so simple and this other side of becoming awake to God sounds so spiritual and out there, but it's those four things that re- genuinely will make you more aware of God and more awake to what he wants to do in your life, make you more awake to who he is, make you more awake to how he feels about you, make you more awake to what he wants to do in your life. So can we be comforted today knowing that the Almighty God is, is with us? And can we be encouraged this morning to, to stop, become aware and take a hold of his hand? Church, why don't we just stand? I'd love to pray. Father God, I'm just so overwhelmed by who you are. You are awesome. You are the God that created everything. God, you are eternal, infinite and wise. Father God, you are all powerful. I stand literally in awe of you, Father God. You are indescribable, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that you in all of your greatness, all of your majesty, Lord, you love us passionately. Lord God, you love us so much. You know, you created us in our mother's womb. You actually fearfully and wonderfully created everyone here. And Lord God, you are so intentional with your love towards us, Lord God, I just thank you so much that you love us so perfectly. Lord God, I I also just want to thank you that you 
are with us. That, Father God, you are with us. You are interested. You, are, you, you want to be with us through every step of life. Father God, you want to be with us in the times where it feels like everything is coming against us, that everything is trying to separate us from the love that you have for us. But Lord, I thank you that you're right there in the midst of our hardest trials. Thank you, Father God, that you're there and that you love us. Thank you, Father God, that in our greatest triumphs and in our greatest victories, Lord God, you are right there beside us. You're with us. You're with us when we wake up. You're with us when we go to sleep. You stay with us when we're asleep. Lord God, you're with us when we're driving the car to work. You're with us when we're disciplining our children. You're with us through every phase of life, always there. And Father God, I pray that us as a church will become increasingly sensitive to your presence, that Father God, we would make it our job to become more aware and awake and acknowledge you with us in our life. Father God, I pray that you would help us to to engage you with faith and reach out and hold your hand. Lord God, that you will lead us. You will lead us through life. Father God, giving comfort to us in the hard times, giving us peace when we need it, giving us an incredible love that no one can describe properly. Lord, that you're going to be able to provide for us and give us everything we need. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And Lord, I pray that this year, 2014, Lord God, that as we're becoming more and more awake and aware to who you are and how good, how good, how good you are to us. Lord God, I pray that we would be stirred on the inside to actually give you more of our time and that Lord in that time we would spend more time reading your word that we'd spend more time praying that we'd spend more time worshipping you and that we would commit more deeply to our local church because Father God I know that these things are the most incredible I think Lord God that sometimes we, we get to this point Lord where we want more of you but we don't know how to do it and we feel too strapped We feel too um, taken up by the things of the world. But Lord God, 2014, we are setting aside time for you to, to, to sharpen those four disciplines to become more awake and aware and enjoy the experience of you being with us. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're with us when we sin. Thank you that you're with us when we repent. Lord God, just thank you so much for being with us. You're awesome. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.
faith. 